KYW Original Podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. Flashpoint is sponsored by the Gift of Life donor program, Organ Donors Save Lives. Register today at donors1.org. As you guys know, Gift of Life Donor Program is one of the sponsors of the Flashpoint show and podcast, but I had to bring them on in this Flashpoint Extra because for the 12th year in a row, they broke records. The organization is leading the nation in saving lives. We'll talk to Howard Nathan. He is the president and CEO of Gift of Life Donor Program and the founder. Take a listen to what he has to say. And this has been a huge year. Well, it's been a huge decade for Gift of Life. And explain why. Because you're leading the nation. Right. So Gift of Life led the nation in organ donation and organs transplanted uh, for the past 12 years. But last year in particular, uh, there was a a 10% increase in organ donation and transplantation in our region. And the reason is, is because of the partnership that we have with the hospitals But most importantly is the generosity of our community of more and more people saying yes to organ donation. Yeah. Why do you think the shift has happened where people are more willing to become organ donors? I think there's more awareness in the community. I I think that more and more people, when they get their driver's license renewed, see that organ donation is an option. And I think because uh, our community really understands the importance of this. Right now, um, they're almost uh, over, let me start over. Right now, there are over 5,000 people waiting for a transplant. Uh, About half of those uh, are minorities are waiting for a transplantation. And uh, more and more people understand that it's really neighbor helping neighbor. That if you say yes to organ donation, that maybe that's going to help one of my neighbors get uh, a new life. Yeah. And is there something culturally that's different about this region? Because people are more apt. I mean, I've gone out, talked to people and, you know, um, you guys have done a great job of sort of dispelling some of the myths, especially in communities of color. And people kind of know things a little bit more now than they did, say, a few years ago. Yeah, I think in the last uh, five years in particular, Mm -hmm there's a a much more awareness about organ donation and the importance of of transplantation. Uh, Because people probably know someone Mm -hmm. who either needed an organ or someone who was a donor. Um, Whereas when I started 40 years ago, um, you know, it was only kidney transplantation in those days. But now you see things uh, as fascinating as a baby being born because of a person donating their uterus for transplantation after they passed away. And so not only saving lives, but in some respects, they've created new life. Yeah, and before we talk about the history of this a little bit, um, you, I mean, this is, we've seen a trend upward um, over the past few years. There's uh, been um, more donation, but what does this do for Gift of Life donor program? When you see um, you guys shattering records and records and records, what does it do? What, what it means is that more people in our community, their lives are being saved because of the Gift of Life. So, uh, you know, last year, 
our 15 transplant centers um, increase the number of people that they could uh, save their life. Uh, so it's someone who uh, may be on dialysis for years and years, mm -hmm. had an opportunity to get a kidney transplant and get back to a really normal life, go back to work, go back to school, um, and you know, take care of their family. Versus um, you know, some people waiting for a heart or a liver transplant uh, might die waiting. Uh, and what we've tried to do is to make sure that by getting more organs from the community, more people in the community's lives are being saved. And so Gift of Life's goal is to always keep the uh, eye on, uh, focused on making sure our community uh, benefits from the donations that occur here. Yeah, and I want to just take a rewind back because yeah. you, when you mentioned 40 years ago what it was like versus what it's like today, there's been major advances <laughs> making organ donation a lot safer for recipients than it has been in many, many, from when you first sure. started. Yeah, yeah. I think when, when, when I started in the 70s, uh, you know, a kidney transplant success rate was maybe 40%, um, you know, that maybe, wow. uh, you know, that at one year people, 40 or f maybe 50% of the people survived. Well, now, uh, getting a kidney transplant means that 94% of the people who got a transplant last year are still alive and off dialysis. Um, so the, the techniques, uh, surgical techniques, the immunosuppression or anti-rejection drugs are far superior than they were 40 years ago. And so the, the transplant centers, the transplant surgeons, and the teams um, you know, they, they've done such a great job in taking care of people. Um, and once they get a transplant, um, people can get back to that normal life. Yeah, a girlfriend of mine donated a kidney to her mom. Wow. And then the next year had a baby. <laughs> it was just like, right. you know, and a big fear. Her mom was like, I don't want to take the kidney because you won't have, you know, she didn't have any children at the time. Baby's perfectly healthy. She's perfectly healthy. Every, it was like literally she was, I visited her in the hospital after the transplant. Her mom looked remarkably better like two days later and she was fine. So, I mean, this is sort of like a shift in, um, in technology and healthcare and, and, and knowledge and, and just everything. So yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we coordinate uh, donation. And you, let me start over. Gift of Life coordinates donation from people who've passed away, from deceased donors. And that's the numbers that we talk about. Yeah. The 1,865 people benefited from transplants last year mm -hmm. from people who passed away. Mm -hmm. um, but the other part of that is the number of living donors has mm -hmm. continued to increase. Last year, uh, based on national data, about 7,500 people said yes to living donation. Mm. So people, while they're alive and well, can donate a kidney to their mom, to their neighbor, whoever it is, and they get back to a normal life. Uh, and donating a kidney uh, where as a living donor, you have absolutely no side effects at all. You can go back to a normal life, sometimes as quick as three or four days yeah, they're, they're yeah. back uh, to a normal life. So that that's uh, also some of the uh, trends that have changed over time. Donating a kidney used to mean that you were in the hospital maybe for several weeks after you donated, you know, when you're as a living donor. Now you're out of the hospital in like two days. Wow. 
wow. uh, and can get back to work typically within a week or so. So it, those types of things, the techniques uh, have changed so that mm -hmm. uh, transplant surgery is much more successful and much safer. Yeah, and I just so happened, I was telling your team here that when, um, I guess like within a few hours of the, the governor of Pennsylvania sending out a press release saying that they were going to have the first ever, and I just want to get this right, um, they had the the fact that, uh, what is it, a donate day? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pennsylvania Donor Day. Pennsylvania Donor Day. Yeah. And they're working hard to get, there's like a 2%. They want to get to, you know, at least 50% of Pennsylvanians being signed right. up. Uh, as donors, and we're really close here in Pennsylvania. Right, we're really, really close. We're we're at about forty-eight and a half percent of the people mm -hmm. are signed up on their driver's license, and we want to. And and that what that means is uh, about four point eight million people, almost four point nine people, are signed up. And the idea was to get to five million uh, through this campaign. Mm -hmm. So the idea of Pennsylvania Donor Day. On January 8th, which is 1-8, one organ donor can save up to eight lives. Mm -hmm. So the concept now is that every year we're going to try to do this Pennsylvania Donor Day to remind people at the beginning of the year that, you know, they can make a New Year's resolution to save somebody's life by just taking 30 seconds to sign up to be a donor. Yeah, and I've gone to the volunteer appreciation. You guys have gone into high schools for people who, as they turn 18 and and can sign up. I mean, there's you're, you're at every level. Yeah. Uh, and churches. I I was happened to uh, host a health fair, and I look up, and there's a gift of life donor panel. <laughs> I was like, right. and I didn't even know. I was like, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> so you guys are are literally everywhere. Yeah. The idea is is that uh, that the community has to be supportive and understand the gift of life is really just the coordinating group to get people to say yes to donation. Mm -hmm. And it's a, you know, when someone passes away, it's a difficult time for a family. And what we're trying to say is make the decision now so your family doesn't have to struggle with what you wanted. And that's the whole idea of signing up on the driver's license. Uh, so we try to educate the community and then also the hospitals uh, making sure that the hospitals understand that organ donation is part of end-of-life care and that when someone passes away, um, you know, even though the, you know, the loss requires them to call us when someone passes away about organ donation, but the whole concept of uh, taking care of families at the end of life so that organ donation is seen as an opportunity to save somebody's life. Yeah. Um, and it's one more thing that a family could say yes to if the person hadn't already designated. Yeah, and I've, I've got to meet some awesome people. I, I, people come to mind. Uh, uh, Timmy, <laughs> telling oh, Timmy his story. Timmy Nelson's great. Um, By the know, way, he w he's coming on our advisory board. Awesome. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's a good guy. Um, uh, Cynthia London, yeah. just hearing all their stories uh, about um, organ donation, being on the recipient side, also the families that have donated and the pride um, that they feel and knowing that their loved one um, has been able to help save a life. 
Um, and so I want to say congratulations to Gift of Life Donor Program. Um, I, I want to give you an opportunity to sort of like identify like a couple of the, some of the myths that people have. Sure. And then, and then give them the pitch as to, you know, why um, organ donation is so important. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for what you've done uh, and help create awareness uh, for the past several years. We're really proud of that. Um, I'm really, one of the things that, that I don't often get to say is that I'm really proud of my team. Mm -hmm. This is a team of people who work 24-7, 365 days a year, um, and they are committed and compassionate people who make sure that every opportunity to save a life occurs through organ donation and transplantation, so I'm really proud of them. Um, some of the myths that occur, I, I think the number one myth is that if I sign an organ donor card, uh, and I go to the hospital, I'm in an accident or something, uh, that they won't save my life. And that's probably the biggest myth. And the reality is the hospital team has no idea that you're an organ donor. Um, even though it may be on your driver's license, um, the information is not communicated during uh, a, a trauma or a tragedy or anything like that. Um, the registry is only uh, being able to access by the organ procurement organization, and we don't get called until after someone you know has passed away. Mm -hmm. So the idea is is that hospitals are there to save your life, and that you know their secondary role after someone uh, is about to die, the idea is is then they call Gift of Life to then uh, help intervene with the family and help offer this opportunity to save somebody else's life. Yeah, and so they, so I know that's a big one. Um, that's a big one. That's a big one. And so um, once you pass away is only when um, they know about that. And, right. and I mean, you can literally save, I mean, even though eight lives, but there's also these tissue graphs where you can improve yep. lives as well. Um, we've heard about that, valves and hearts and all sorts of things. Right, um, so one, cornea, right. like cornea transplants. So, so yeah. one organ donor can save up to eight lives. Mm -hmm. One tissue donor, such as corneas, heart valves, skin, and bone grafts, can save up to 100 lives by changing that person's life. So their uh, tissue transplantation is life-enhancing surgery that can take place and um, uh, many uh, people can be a tissue donor and change up to 100 lives. Yeah, and you guys make it really easy. I mean, if you you can sign up through PennDOT when you update your driver's license. Yes. That's how I signed up. And you can also go online as well. Right, you can go online um, and I'm, sh uh, I'm sure you'll have a link or something to Donors1.org. Yeah, so donors1.org. <laughs> You can get linked not just to the Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania driver's license registry, but also in Delaware and New Jersey. Uh, so those of you who want to uh, change somebody's life now and make it a New Year's resolution mm -hmm. to say yes, um, you can go online right now. It takes about 30 seconds. And got to shout out the fact that you all are killing it in Delaware. There's like 52% uh, yeah. registered register donors down there. Well, Delaware um, is not only a high registration rate for organ donors, uh, you know, on their driver's license. But they have the highest organ donor rate in the country. Mm -hmm. um, last year, we had nearly 100 organ donors just from Delaware. And that's uh, incredible since the population is only about 800 and 
75,000 or so. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the donor rate, it's something like 120 donors per million population, That's which, huge, right? which is yeah. the highest anywhere in the world when the national average is only about 35 donors per million population. And please explain that, donors per million. Yeah, what it means is, is you take the number of donors and the number of people who you know, live here uh, and you divide it. Um, so for us, we had 664 organ donors last year. You divide that by 11.2 million, which is our population in the eastern half of Pennsylvania, southern New Jersey, and Delaware. And our donor rate overall is 59 donors per million. And that's like one of the highest anywhere in the world. Um, but if you look just at Delaware, the state of Delaware, um, they, you know, their donor rate is huge. And we actually have presented at international meetings that Delaware has the highest rate of organ donation anywhere in the world. I wonder why. What's a, Delaware? Well, the one thing that happens is, is that, again, it's the hospitals uh, who participate and cooperate. And because um, there's um, uh, medical centers who've been, uh, the, the, the healthcare people have been trained uh, how to carry this process out, they, you know, and the Christiana in particular, uh, which is in Wilmington, um, they took the lead in making this a, a project to make sure that no opportunity was missed for any patient in that hospital. And many of our hospitals do that, but because it's a, a large medical center, it's one of the biggest medical centers in the, st in the state and in, in our area, um, they've uh, actually done a, a terrific job, so. Well, amazing. Well, congratulations to you. What, what keeps you motivated? 40 years of this <laughs> and still shattering records, been uh, specifically for most organ donors and most organ transplanted 12 years in a row. Just, yeah. yeah. What keeps me motivated is knowing that every single time someone says yes to organ donation, lives are going to be changed. And that's a cool job when you know that by somebody's decision um, that they're going to save somebody else's life and we get to be um, the coordinating uh, organization for that, um, that's the coolest thing there is. I have to bring up the fact that I see dialysis uh, centers popping up in communities of color all over the country, yeah. including in my own neighborhood that I grew up in, in the Maryland area. And it's, it's quite shocking to me. Yeah, right now, uh, there are about 600,000 people who actually are on dialysis you know, in the country. That's a tremendous number mm -hmm. of people. About 100,000 of those people are on the waiting list for a kidney. Um, and if you look at uh, folks of color, um, because of hypertension and diabetes uh, in the African-American community, the prevalence of kidney failure is about three times more than in the Caucasian population. And it's primarily because of diabetes and hypertension. And so those diseases cause your, often cause your kids to, kidneys to fail. And those are, you know, because over 50% of our waiting list uh, are African-American or Hispanic. Um, and so the prevalence of kidney disease, uh, people of color, is certainly continue to increase over time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but 
you know, this year, and I gotta, we gotta mention those numbers. Yeah. I mean, there were quite a few organs donated. Yeah. So last year, uh, Gift of Life uh, coordinated 664 organ donors, and 1,865 people received transplants, and about 50 percent of the people who received kidney transplants, in particular, uh, were people of color. So um, I think the idea is that we're trying to get more and more people to say yes because these are people in your neighborhood that are waiting. Um, and last year about 20% um, of the donors were people of color. Yeah. So we're trying to increase that so that more and more people will say yes when and, they pass away. And, and how do you get those, I mean, because I know uh, I've seen the boots on the ground you know, in communities trying to get yeah. people, um, you know, and I know there's been this distrust with, you know, yeah. hospitals between communities of color, uh, you know, just generally in this country. How do you how do you shift that? Well, the way you shift it is grass, like you said, grassroots types of efforts, because if I come in to the community and talk about things, there's a, you know, the distrust because I'm not from the neighborhood. So we try to get mm -hmm. the people to, who tell the story of people who've said yes to organ donation, or especially those people who received a transplant, that people know and they trust because they're friends with them or they see them in church. And so we try to make sure that when we do education, um, it's with people that people trust and know. Um, and the distrust about hospitals uh, is something that hospitals themselves are really working on, not just with organ donation, but with everything that they do in terms of the care uh, that they provide. Um, yeah, right now in Philadelphia in particular, uh, our, our registration rate is only about 32 percent, mm -hmm. whereas the rest of the state is almost 50 percent. So we're trying to get people uh, in the city in particular to say, this is a good thing. And you know, I don't want to donate right now, but if I pass away, yeah. um, this is what I want to happen afterwards. Uh, and then you know, the idea is you can be sure that the system works to get people who are on the waiting list transplanted in the same proportion as people on the waiting list. And as I said, more than half are people of color from the neighborhoods. Wonderful. Is there anything else? I, and I got to mention. Um, uh, the Islamic community, because Philadelphia yes. has about 250,000 yes. uh, people who are Muslim. And uh, I know there's been a lot of work in that community. And when you have, and I've seen it online on my Facebook page, um, yes. uh, I have my brother and my sister are Muslim. And so, you know, you think about like, I see the discussion um, specifically about organ donation. Has there been inroads in, in that community as well? Yes, um, we've we've tried to to look at the community and what the issues are in each of the uh, ethnic groups and religions, and we've tried to address it mm -hmm. through people uh, again that are in the community who understand that donation and transplantation is not against their religion. It's actually an individual decision, and we're trying to do that with uh, educational programs in uh, churches and synagogues and mosques um, to educate people that, look, first of all, the people waiting are the people that are sitting beside you, and second of all, this is not against your religion. In fact, religions usually support 
working at Tissue Donation. And um, many people don't know that. Yeah. Well, I want to say congratulations to Gift of Life Donor Program to you, Howard Nathan, and thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak with me. I expect next year will be the 13th. We hope so. Yeah. Year. yeah. We, sh we should mention that organ donation in the United States uh, has continued to increase Good. all over the country, and probably about, and it will, we don't have the data yet, but about 10% increase overall. Uh, and so almost 40,000 people in the United States, from deceased organ donors and living donors, almost 40,000 people last year received the gift of life of organ transplants in the United States. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 a.m. on your radio dial. And it comes on at 9.30 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 8.30. So you can subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the Radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast flat platform. All you got to do is search Flash point. Until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening.